Welcome to another episode of Transformative Change, the podcast that will bring up topic that can help you, us and everyone we see to improve our life by supporting the notion of transformative change in the world. Transformative change is the major shift in an environment that significantly changes its characteristics or its outcomes. We will in this podcast focus on the type of changes that brings deep and lasting transformations that hopefully fundamentally can change the way things are done, the way people think or view certain situations, or the direction even a society or organization is headed. The goal of this transformative change is to improve the overall well-being of individuals and communities and to address systematic problems or inequalities. Uh, We will digest cross-cutting topics that are needed to drive the transformative change and hopefully no areas are off limit. Today, after recording uh, the first podcast, I was thinking a lot around what should the next topic be? And while doing my research, what, what I came to realize is a lot around the, the people aspect of change, because it all, it's all about people. Um, people are the ones that are driving the change and are implementing the change and also receiving the change, if it's in your everyday life or if it's in an organization that you're working for. What is important to understand is that when we talk about transformative technologies, they are nothing without the people inventing them or the people that are affected by them. So today's episode will be around the the people aspect of uh, change. So this podcast episode is called Why is Change Hard? Well, when we take a look at it, Change can be hard for a variety of reasons. And these reasons often stem from the psychological and emotional responses to change. Um, For instance, some people may find change difficult for the fear of unknown and uncertainty. They may worry uh, a lot around how the change will affect them, their relationships and their overall well-being. So think of it as the change of unknown. You're living your everyday life and everything goes. You you can expect what to do. How will your partner react? How much are you going to get in a salary every month? Um, How your kids uh, will treat you after coming home from a, a day at school? The same thing when you're at the office with your colleagues uh, having a coffee. You can pretty much expect how the conversation is going to go. And every once in a while we go on a vacation that has been planned and we know pretty much what we want out of that vacation. Some people expect it to be sunny. Some people expect it to be active. And other people, they deserve. They deserve. They, they feel like they just want to hang around their own house and have some time for themselves during vacations. But if we introduce an area of uncertainty, you don't know what this is going to bring to you. Am I going to be affected by this change? Uh, We have a tendency of overestimating the negative impact. It's uh, biologically wired within us. And that means that 
we tend to overthink the, the negative part. And that can, in a sense, become our own truth within. Because we only focus on the story that we tell ourselves. And this is a, a challenge that we always need to overcome where if we say that we are open for change. We move away from unpleasant things. That is just a, a fact of nature. If a relationship is bad, we're going to move away from it in one way or another, either by isolating ourselves or uh, having an affair or doing something else by, by just plain and bluntly ending that relationship. The same thing if you're working for a company. If we find the, the situation in that organization to be well, let's say less than pleasant, or we feel unappreciated for the amount of work we're putting in or unseen, we are going to move away from it. We are going to find a new job. We're going to start a company where we believe that the reward is higher than the actual cost of receiving it. So change is hard, especially in an organization where it's very predictable, where we know where we're going to end up. Because change in a way also can lead to feelings of anxiety, stress, or even in some cases, depression, which this makes it harder for, for people to adopt, adapt to the change and even accept it. And worst cases, even resist it. So change is hard because there's a lot of uncertainties in it, moving away from what we know to something new. That is tough. That is really tough. But other might also find it hard to change because it inflicts a, a lack of loss or grief associated with leaving the, the old behind. You're familiar with it. Um, you may feel a sense of nostalgia or attachment to the past and may struggle to let go of fam familiar routines, traditions and, and people. This can make it difficult for, for people to adjust to the new ways of doing things. And they may experience feeling of sadness, anger, and or frustration even. Uh, but another reason people also might find it hard to change is the lack of confidence or self-efficiency. We all know how it feels like to be a beginner at something in a new situation. People may doubt their abilities to handle the change uh, and may fear failure or rejection. This can create a sense of helplessness and, and the belief that they are not capable of adapting to the new situation. And the final thing around change that I found during my research is that people may find change hard when it's imposed of them. So they're not a part of the change. People are just imposing it on them and saying, we're going to change and these are the reasons, take it or leave it. Um, it creates create a sense of powerlessness. We've all been there, being uh, stripped of the, the power we used to have in our position or relationship. Uh, we can feel resentment and, and lack of ownership of this change. We are just pawned in a big chess game and we don't want to feel that. So overall, people's emotional and psychological responses to change can significantly impact uh, how they perceive and how they adapt to it. And by understanding uh, these responses and addressing them through supportive communication, engagement and collaboration, organizations and leaders can help people navigate change more effectively and create a culture of 
adaptability and resilience. So it boils down to us as humans. And the best way of saying I'm ready for change or transformative change can happen and I'm here to embrace it is also to work on yourself. Because it's easier to accept uncertainty if you're confident in yourself. If you feel that you can love yourself and and be a full human being uh, and work on the traumas that you might have or the, the, the sides that you are not particularly proud of, then change will become easier altogether. So in order to understand how we can be better ourselves and be role models for others, it starts with working on yourself, loving yourself and making sure that the transformative changes to make the world a better place, we lead by example. It's like Gandhi said, and I love this quote, be the change you want to see in the world. And it all boils down to that. We can't expect others to change unless we are actually aware on what makes them willing to change. The, there is, of course, the, the classical theories around change management and the process that people go through when they are part of a, a change journey in the world. And I think it's worth highlighting the, the different steps within this classical methodology. And it starts with the denial, then it comes anger, bargain, uh, depression, acceptance. And we really have to break this down to, to understand what this means for people. So if you are being negatively affected by change or even are resisting the change because of the, the reasons we took up a little bit earlier, <clears throat> that means that you're probably going to stay a long time in the denial stage. Like, oh, we change organization every year or no, this is not happening or no, you're not breaking up with me or no, this didn't happen. Uh, and it's even common that in the first stage that we start resisting the change and even accepting that it's happening. Then, of course, in the anger stage, all that anger, that frustration we have within when we start realizing that, hey, th- this might actually be happen, boils up. And we might direct our anger towards the situation even Many of us have been angry with our partners or our managers or the company or even the world sometimes when it's changing in a direction that we don't want it to. And then bargain. At this stage, individuals or organizations may try to negotiate or find a compromise to the change in an attempt to maintain some sense of control and stability. And then in the, the fourth, having the, the depression, when we realize that, oh, this is going ahead, I can't really do much about it. Uh, we may feel sad, helpless or overwhelmed by the change and may may experience a sense of loss or grief. And then arriving at the final stage, uh, individuals or organization may feel sad, helpless, overwhelmed, no, sorry, may uh, feel uh, coming to accept the change and begin to adopt to the new situation, finding ways to move forward and make the best of the new reality. So if we look at this from a more holistic perspective. And my reason for for bringing this up is not because I like quoting uh, the traditional theories around change management, which everybody can find online. It is rather to go back to us as humans and look at every 
large change in our life and see how did we deal with it? Did we spend a lot of time in the denial stage or the anger stage? What type of feelings does this trigger within us and why does it trigger these things? So since this podcast is really about preparing all of us for going through changes and more particularly through transformative changes, which are major ones and even have us drive and lead them going forward. It is important to understand what our own triggers are, because how can you ever expect to drive a change if you are not prepared yourself for the implications of that, both on you personally and also on the people that the change will affect? So working once more on yourself, pinpointing the trigger points within you and then actively breaking those down and find a concrete solution for them. And this is just the beginning because identifying the the problems or the triggers or the traumas or the issues that we might have starts with identifying the feeling we get when we are in a certain situation. It all boils down to awareness, awareness of the situation, awareness around the surroundings, and of course, yourself. So when you go through change and start with what you've done in the past, try to figure out what you need to work on in order to get to the next stage. And then we can truly become better leaders and drivers of change in the world. So another model of change that we might look at, which is a little bit more simplified, is the Levin's uh, change management model, which includes only three stages. It talks about unfreeze, change, and then refreeze. And I think that's also a quite interesting perspective because all of us that are in some sort of steady state right now, and we feel like, oh, I want to change this situation. It starts with really about... um, we must become aware of the need for change and let go of the old ways of doing things in order to create a receptive environment for change. So once more, just as us as humans, it starts with looking at what is it that needs change. If we take it on the, uh, the, the micro level and we look at ourselves, is there anything in your life that you feel is not working? Can you identify the need of change? That's the first step. That's unfreezing the situation. We've all been there. It's gone on for too long. It doesn't work. Is it your work that's not working? Is it your relationship that isn't working? Or is there anything else that you feel like isn't working? Awareness is the first stage. And it's really about being able then to to let go of the old ways of thinking. And then going through when you've identified what it is that needs to change. Of course, it comes with a lot of goal setting and and, um, contemplating. In the change stage, it's implementing this change and work towards the new situation. This is where the hard work has to be done. Is it your own ways of working? Is it the organization? Is it a massive? Is it societal? What are the changes that you think should be done in this world? And then on the the third level, boils down to the refreeze. So when we've gone through the the change and we're adopting to the new situation, there will be a moment where 
you reestablish the status quo where you have a new situation which you are more content with. So change is hard. And I think my main conclusion when, when I look at change is it starts with us. It doesn't really start with with an organization or start with the, the other person for some sense. It, it starts with us. In order for us to be ready for change, we have to be ready for change. Because if we are not at a good state or we're not aware of what we need, then how can we initiate and drive change? And when other initiate and drive change that's affecting us, how can we ever be content and happy? We're all individuals and society is consisting of individuals and we all have our issues. But the more we work on these issues and the more we prepare ourselves and the more we are content with being me or being you and take control over your own situation, the more happy we will be and the better society would be. So that was the the topics of today's episode. Why is change hard? Hopefully we were able to touch upon uh, a few of the the issues why change is hard. This is definitely not the, the last time we will speak about it. So I would like to thank you for listening in and stay tuned next week for the next episode.